we go week by week and never have a date night, never get together with your friends. So these things have to be treated in my mind, similar to how you run your business. You've got to be able to plan things out and incorporate these things into your schedule. Hello, 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 hello. It's level up time. Level, 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 level up. You sound just like the, uh, I was going to say slogan, the jingle. What would you call it? The intro music, the jingle. We need a the jingle. jingle. <laughs> that might yeah. be annoying. That could be your, that could be your thing. You've got the voice of a lark. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. You do. That's not really what they say about you. That's what nobody says, but that's okay. I know what my strengths are and singing isn't one of them. You actually don't sing much. I don't you make fun you of sing. me every time I sing. No, I don't. What are you, you talking about? You do too. Every time I sing, you like try you to don't imitate sing, me. I know because Maybe. you make fun of me. Imitation is the finest form of flattery. Right. Yeah. Not but that, I can't I even remember the last time you've sung something. Like for real, for real. I was actually hearing this on another podcast where if you, there's apparently a game these guys play and I think it's called sing for real. Cause okay. anytime people who are nervous singing. Yeah. Sing, they like do it with like a voice or they try to imitate the person or it's kind of like, it's a bit of a cover of mm. what they actually do. And so they have a sing for real game where they actually have to try to sing something in their real voice. And it gets really funny because that's so embarrassing. Sing for real. But you know, know what? They said it's the most embarrassing thing on earth. It really is. And but, I don't know. I, I, I get it though. Cause when you're like in, I don't know if you sing in the shower, I don't sing in the shower, but I sing in the car. Yeah. That's kind of, my, that's my, and I'm sure you sing in the car when you're by yourself. Uh, yeah. That's the sing voice. Right. That's the sing for real. But, and, and to me, that voice sounds a lot better when I try to sing in front of somebody and I try to put them on my fake singing voice. Like, I don't know, well, but I, I, might just be, I might just be going crazy. It's like the people that say they sound so much better in the shower and then in reality. And then when they're singing in front of somebody, it's not as good, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe your real singing voice is the good voice. And when you're trying to put on a different voice, that's the yeah. problem. I don't know. Yeah. I think you just hold yourself back so much when you're singing in front of somebody and then it, yeah, it, it doesn't do you any favors. Yes. I've noticed though, that when I sing in the car, like, I don't know, are you, a? do you blare the music while you're singing so that you're almost completely drowned out by the actual singer? Not completely, but I would definitely not just sing by myself without a song. No, no, no. I know the song's on, but like you either have it as like low so you really hear yourself no, or you blare it so that no. you're just kind of doing I'm a, a duet. I'm in, I'm in the middle. Yeah. See, I think when you do the duet thing, we always sound better because you've actually got the real singer at least doing half the work. Yeah. It's We're just true. providing the uh, the harmony. Anyway, right. I forgot what we were supposed to be talking about today, but that was a good little... That was a good little start. I guess we could say, well, we'll segue that into what this episode's about because you That's know what? what? We do. In order, in order to sing and to have time to sing, you need to be able to manage your time effectively, don't you? So that you've got those pockets of time where you can do the things you want to do, like singing in the car or having a shower. It's true. Forget the singing. Yeah. Because I'm sure there are that there have been days where I have 
run out of time and I'm too exhausted. And I'm like, damn it, I really wanted a shower today. But instead, I'm just going to be stank until tomorrow. Priorities, man. And and that is, there you go. And that's why today we're going to talk about how to manage your time effectively, how to create a schedule the right way so that everything you want to do, the important stuff is done. That's right. Yeah. We were talking to our agents about this, this past week, actually in our team meeting. And I think it's a very common theme from a lot of people that having a schedule that you can stick to day in and day out is really challenging. So we want to go through some tips and tricks because that's what we're all about and give you some ideas on how to create your own schedule. And why I say your own is because everybody is different. And I think we all fall into the trap of trying to do what other people do based on how they can work. And it can really backfire on us because we don't really, we're just not able to roll with the way people, other people work. We got to be true to ourselves and, and really fit things in based on family life, based on how we like to work, based on the times of day that we work the best, all that sort of stuff. So pull over the car, grab a new sheet of paper, erase the whiteboard. We're starting from square one and you're about to have the schedule that changes your life. Where do we begin? Is that pressure? See, to me, that's that's not creating pressure on us. That's just creating excitement. There's no yeah. pressure because we know that this process will work if you actually do it. And maybe I should put my phone on silent. Now I will. Okay. You do that. So you gave the first step there, which is erase all of your preconceptions about what you are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though some of those things might be on there. And when I say supposed to, I mean, you should do the things you're supposed to do, but supposed to do is not by definition, the things other people do. That's what, that's what you meant. And that's what I'm trying to repeat in a different way. Yeah. Thank you for and that. Where do we go? Where do we go now? Well, I'm lost. I think, okay. So first, first step is you want to really be honest with yourself in terms of what has worked for you in the past and what has not. If you have tried time blocking and it just keeps backfiring on you, then maybe that's not the way to do it for yourself. So figure out things that really work for you. Um, as an example, I work best in the morning. I find there's less interruptions between the hours of nine and noon. So any business building type activity, which we'll get into shortly, um, are, are things that I should focus on in the morning. Whereas during the afternoon around 2 p.m., I find myself completely unfocused, getting you know, distracted with social media and just kind of falling into the trap of not getting the stuff I want to done. So I've got to kind of program a schedule that is going to highlight the areas where, where I do my best work and accept the areas where I might fall over and, and, and need some help to get to refocus. So that's kind of where you have to start is just thinking of yourself. I think I, well, and that's going to be a, there's going to be a few themes for this. That is one theme throughout is like you said, this is about yourself. Your schedule is yours. It's not somebody else's. And that doesn't just go for the things you do, but for the method you take to do it as well. This is as, I guess, open and abstract as you want it to be. There's not a rule to building a schedule other than it needs to be something you're going to stick to and that's going to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. And so mm -hmm. I think the two elements we're going to focus on are 
the structure and the content. So what is the canvas that you're filling out? How's it all going to be laid out? And how are you going to plot things in and when? And then what is it that's going in there? Exactly. And those are the two separate pillars to making a good schedule. And then once you've got all that, the actual going through with it is considerably easier because just like with our annual planning, just like with all the other stuff we talk about, breaking things down into uh, as small a piece as you can through the planning and through the actual allotment of content is going to make things a lot easier for you to go through with it and do it so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Right. Exactly. And that's one thing people fall into the trap of is, oh, I only have 30 minutes. I can't possibly work on this big project that I have. But if you break it down and have something you're kind of chipping away at daily or weekly or whatever it is on that one item, it does give you, pro it, you will see progress. It's just a lot of people just don't think it's enough. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I think, as you said, it's really about laying out your list of priorities. And you can do this in two different ways. Like there's, a, there's not really an order to it. You can either brain dump all of the things that you do on a daily basis, weekly basis, and the things that are on your mind that you've been wanting to do for your business and for your life. Um, and having all of those just on a piece of paper um, is, is a good start. Alternatively, you can start with buckets or categories of things that you want to get done in your day and your week. So for myself, there's a few things in business and a few things personal that are the priorities for me. And then I can take that brain dump and kind of fit it into those. So however you work best, maybe a brain dump is a good start. So then you can identify the categories or vice versa, you know, the categories and you want to fit in all of those items that you've been thinking about and that, you know, you need to do. I, I think that's the best way to look at it is whichever angle you take, it's going to feed the other side. Yeah. Right. And so I like the category approach. Um, I think the only situation, if at all, where someone might not is if you actually aren't trying to achieve any sort of balance in your life. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because some people feel that the focus of their schedule needs to be 80% business, or maybe, you know, they don't have an extended family or kids or people other than themselves to keep an eye on or mm -hmm. to prioritize the same way. And so it's a little less relevant to say health, family, business, uh, leisure, whatever, right. because to them, life is one big sort of sack of the same sort of stuff in different ways. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's a good discipline to have to achieve a balance and to be aware yeah. of where you might be turning the dials a little too much in one direction, even if your brain dump doesn't, um, I guess when your brain dump doesn't feed certain things, right? So let's say you do your brain dump and nothing in there has to do with health and well-being, but you've right. got a bucket that you've put aside there for health and well-being. And you're like, oh shit, none of my ideas, none of the things I want to do fit that. Maybe I should dive deeper and think mm -hmm. of the things I need to do to achieve that balance. So yeah. I do think it feeds it that way as well. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of times we think the personal stuff just kind of falls into place. It happens, but really it doesn't, you know, I think of the times I've gotten together with my girlfriends, maybe it's once or twice a year, which is crazy to me because in reality we could get together once a month, but no, none of us are planning it. And everybody thinks like the relationship side of things, even us like a date night, like, you know, we want it to be just sporadic, like, oh, let's just go out to a movie this night. But like, we can't do that with our schedules. We actually have to fit it into a part of our schedule, which might not seem as, you know, romantic or, you know, the way we want it to be, but that's the way it's got to go. Or you're just going to we go week by week and never have a date night, never get together with your friends. So these things have to be treated in my mind, similar to how you run your business. You've got to be able to plan things out and incorporate these things into your schedule. I think it's a real misconception that spontaneity is the better way or the more enjoyable way to do things. Like it's great mm -hmm. to be surprised. It's great to have things happen when you didn't plan for them. But yeah. because of the fact you didn't plan for them, anything that isn't either punching you in the face out of necessity or, I don't know, or, or happening as a total surprise in the way you don't want is not going to happen, right? Yeah. Like we talked in the meeting uh, with our agents about that age old when you see old friends or you see people and you say, we really need to get together, I'll reach out to you or I'll call you or whatever. There, It doesn't happen because you don't schedule it. Like you're banking on the next time you bump into each other or remembering to reach out and make a phone call. We we don't nine times out of 10, right? Yeah. And maybe sometimes we don't intend to. I know that that's the case with a lot of people. You say it to say it, but the date night with us is a great example too. Like when it's not slotted in, I'm one of the people who likes this. You know this, like I love the spontaneity. I'd rather this is just like a thing that happens instead of feeling like, oh man, seven to 10, we're going to go somewhere and we're going to have fun, God damn it. And then we're going to come home. <laughs> to me, that's not my idea of, of a great date night, but the alternative is there is no date night. Right. right? Yeah. So what would I rather have? Yeah. Pick my poison. We're speaking about date night with you. you know, maybe that's a rather bad reference, but whatever, you know what we're talking about. So to help people along, I think it might be good to identify maybe some of the more common buckets that you could consider and obviously add in what you think works for what, what you want as well in your life. Cause I'm not telling you what you want in your life, but for the business side of things, I find it's helpful to, first of all, business growth, which encompasses more of getting the business, talking to clients, following up with people, having listing presentations and buyer presentations, all that kind of stuff. So that can fall into the business growth bucket. And then there's business building, which is more of your automations, the behind the scenes, how you want your business to run um, guides that you want to create for your clients, all that sort of stuff that like the bigger projects that a lot of times we think, oh, I'm never going to be able to get this done because I never give myself some time during the day to do it. So that's one bucket as well. And then the one, I, the other one I like to have is branding. So that falls like the social media stuff falls into that. Maybe you've got flyers that you distribute around the neighborhood, whatever the branding is that you want for yourself. That's another aspect that I find is helpful to make sure that I'm constantly kind of thinking about. So those are the business side of things. I don't know if there's anything else that you think would be helpful. Well, I think for anybody who has listened to or started to do the 
planning exercises we've talked about in the past or focus exercises. And if you haven't listened to those episodes back in the day, you should, or however you business plan, this is the actual putting into action approach with all the stuff you talk about wanting to do for your business. So from a business approach, in theory, you might've already done the brain dump. You might already have a massive list of things, but the massive list is useless without actually giving it legs and in a place yeah. you're going to do them, right? Mm -hmm. So I think those buckets that you laid out there, um, what was it? It was growth, branding, and advancement. Was that the other one? No. Says business growth, business development, or development. something like that in, in branding, right. yeah. Yeah, so th those I think are are a good solid three pillars. I think as an individual, again, looking at your own business plan and looking at your goals, you're going to maybe have pillars that have different names. Maybe there's different areas of the business um, that are important to you. Maybe philanthropy, things like that. I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that'll be driven by all the things you want to do. And the schedule is the organization of all those thoughts. Like yeah. this is where you sort of bucket it first into... Uh, categories. And then the next step will be, okay, what do we do with those categories to actually get them done instead of just talking about them? Yeah. And I, I'd suggest being more broad about it. You don't want to be very specific and then have 10 categories in your business where you're like confusing yourself as to how you're even going to accomplish anything that can feel really overwhelming. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you do that, then there is a point where too many things is still impossible to schedule, right? Yeah. Like, like this isn't, I think even with our annual planning, when we talk about brain dumping, it's being done with an outcome being you're going to cut things out that aren't the most important. Yeah. And that's an important point too. You you want to have things on that list that actually are growing your business or you know are meaningful to you. And a lot of times we think, oh, I need to post daily on social media because that's what I've been told to do. But do you actually like that? Is social media an area where you're looking to grow? Maybe it isn't. So why are you doing it? So, you know, you really have to be selective about the categories and the items that you're putting on your list of to-dos. It whittled down the list. It can start huge, but just mm -hmm. because your list says you want to do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, postcard campaign, videos, seminars. Mm -hmm. What is it? And this, again, is another discussion about determining your focus and your comfort level and what your strategy is. Use the brain dump to identify what's most important and when you've prioritized it. And when you're going through the scheduling element of this um, exercise as well, you're going to quickly see how much time you actually have in a day mm -hmm. to properly do this stuff. So even if you say, a dozen things are important, you might quickly realize that the dozen things are not realistic to do effectively once you actually start scheduling them out and seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the personal side, things that you could consider health, friends, family, um, things you could consider health or should, con should consider, I guess you could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would definitely say health, um, kids, family, friends, that kind of a category. And then um, I, I think home tasks kind of thing, like that's more 
task related, like, oh, I've been meaning to repaint the garage doors or, you know, something like that. But like, I walk through our house every day and I'm like, oh yeah, like I really want to get to that, you know? And it, it just, it keeps, it's in my mind, but I never actually do it. So writing it down, having a place that you've put it and then figuring out when you can do it. I'm not saying just because I've written it down, I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to make a plan to figure out, okay, when can I slot this in? When can I actually finally get this done? On this, this ties into, I know you mentioned earlier this week uh, about, you know, your vision wall and mm. bigger goals as well. Yeah. Things are not, bigger goals don't mean they're part of your weekly or monthly schedule, but they're things you need to identify a timeline for so that you actually do them. And mm. you had pointed out like this year, two of the things, big things that were goals, both of ours were going on a big family trip, which mm -hmm. we just came back from and also finishing the kitchen mm -hmm. or doing the kitchen, finishing the kitchen. God knows when that's going to happen, but it is underway oh. and the schedule. And I, I mean, I'm sorry to our contractor if he's listening to this, but you know, the actual <laughs> scheduling sometimes is out of our control, right? Yeah. We scheduled starting it the finish is a moving target, but that's okay. Yeah, right. It's out of our control. Yeah. But it's happening and it's only happening, I think, because we put our foot down and said, this is something we want to get done. So how are we going to do it? And when does it make the most sense? Right. So yeah. big ticket items or bigger one-time events or things still become part of this stuff that is to be done, right. Whether it's painting a garage or renovating a basement, you mm -hmm. know, be real with how long they take and when you want them done, but get it all down there so that you understand what's important to you. Exactly. Because the idea is this list, it's obviously a fluid list. You're always adding to it, but you always have access to it. So however you best work, some people have like an online, like they've got a Trello board or a sauna or something along those lines that they are continually in and looking at. What? A sauna. I'm like, people have a sauna that they're sitting in. Like you, you have like a good, a good yeah. dry sweat or like a whiteboard or like for me, I like just to have it all written down in a notebook that I'm constantly just bringing around with me. Like I understand how easy and accessible it can be to have it on your phone. For some reason, I just can't, like, I, I don't know if it's just the concept of writing it down pen to paper that makes it better for me, but I just, I, I can't, I, I, I've put up Trello boards before and I just, I don't know what it is. I, I've struggled with that. I really believe, especially on the phone, but tech in general, there's too much, that is the culprit for distracting us. Right. I think some people, oh, yeah. some people can see through it. I can't like when I'm holding my phone, I'm automatically going to the three or four apps that have nothing to do with scheduling mm -hmm. or business whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like I'll read an email and then I got to put my phone away because it's not going to be going to the calendar next. It's going to be going to whatever, looking at yeah. like fantasy sports or something, mm -hmm. right? Like that's where it's going to be going. And while I enjoy that, that could just like with you and reels and all that, that could mm -hmm. eat a half an hour without even thinking twice. Yeah. So having the schedule in there, like sitting next mm. door to that stuff makes it tougher than yeah. if it's on my desk or on my wall or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely have it like go back to what works best for you and, and do that. Um, yeah. So those are your buckets. Those are your categories. And the idea is 
you are looking at those categories each week and planning ahead for the week. You're picking and choosing like some, some items are going to be repetitive. Some items you're going to have to do every single week. Other items are like the business growth or the business development. You're going to be picking maybe pieces of a bigger project that you want. It's like, okay, I want an investment guide for my clients. Okay. This week I'm going to work on creating the outline. What are the different topics that I want to include in that guide? And that's what you work on. You're not doing the entire guide. You're, you're doing a piece of it. And that's important. Yeah. Because without doing that, you lose sight of the progress you're making and you get discouraged and you stop doing things altogether. So having a small goal you can finish keeps you going the following week and also gives you direction into the following week or month or whatever. Yeah. because there's a logical progression to the things that you're doing. Um, also, don't lose sight of mm-hmm. the stuff that's needed, but not sexy, or the stuff that's needed, but not enjoyable, right? Like I used yesterday an example of booking my dentist appointment, right? Like I know that that could fall into health, right? But it's not one of those things, like it's almost optional, Shouldn't be right. But things like that, I had it scheduled. I had to cancel and I need to reschedule it. I still haven't done it. Do it right after this. I know I'm going to, I'm going to do it right after this, but like, that's an example of something that doesn't feel like it's like, it wouldn't have been in my brain dump, for example, right. Going to the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. But it is something that maybe if you want to go next level and understand the things you need to do, Mm -hmm. right. Like, you need to, I, I don't know, like, like as small or as big as you want servicing your car, you know, like stuff yeah. like that, things that, you know, already that fall by the wayside and tug at you changing you, like taking the winter tires off, whatever it is, the yeah. more you're able to identify these things you're supposed to do that aren't sexy, you'll feel better about it when it's in the schedule. And, and maybe, getting- maybe you've got a bucket, like a miscellaneous bucket or like just thing shit that I've got to do that I really don't want to do or whatever it is bucket of shit the bucket of shit shit. bucket but also what I find is helpful is each day I've got like a to-do list like and it's just a few things it's not like like a hundred things that we all like to have on our to-do list like it's a few different things and when I do that I like I work into my schedule a time where I take care of more of the daily repetitive tasks, like checking email, checking my voicemail, like the to-do list can be incorporated into more of those daily repetitive tasks where it's like, okay, I've got a half an hour. What am I going to do? I'm going to call the dentist. I'm going to book an appointment finally and just get it done. Um, You're going to call the dentist for me. Thanks. (laughs) No, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to call the city to find out what level our daughter is or has finished in swimming so that I can book her for her swimming lessons by the date that we need to, in order to have a book, have the availability. Cause what we typically do is we don't figure out what kinds of activities the kids want to do in the fall until September. And by then everything's been booked up and we're, then we're dealing with ridiculously high private swimming lessons that we don't want to pay for. So we want to go through the city cause it's economical and we need some space. So yeah. Anyway. Book, I've got to book our son in a trial piano lesson at a new piano place True. today. Daily repetitive tasks. Fit it in there. 30 minutes. Well, that, that's a one-time task, but yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, but like just fit it in and then you're you're doing it quickly. <laughs> just, 
I'm just picturing calling the piano place every day, every day. at two o'clock. I'd hey, like to book hey, another trial hey. class yeah. it's on my schedule today. Yeah. Um, yes. So, but in speaking of those daily repetitive tasks, like that's one of the areas where you typically will fall off is when you get an email and you're like in the, in the middle of creating your outline for your investment guide. And then you get totally distracted. Like your brain, your brain's amazing, but your brain cannot handle going from one thing to another so quickly and then get you back on track. Once you read that one email, the likelihood of you getting back to where you were at, like it sets you back so far. If you're in the middle of a specific task that you're working on, you're really focused. And then you switch your mind over to an email to get back into it will take you, you know, I know studies have been done, but it's like, you know, 10, 20 minutes just to get back into that one mode of thinking. So just be aware of that. Have the discipline to finish what you started. Is it, it's, it's hard to do. None of us do it perfectly, no, but no, but it's, it's so beyond just what you're saying, which is true, how hard it is to get back into something, just the action of leaving things unfinished contributes to your inability to even go through with your whole schedule or to mm -hmm. feel accomplished in things like if it's an extra five minutes to ignore your phone or to ignore your email, do that because you're going to now have something completely crossed off the list. And I can't even think of things like short of someone being in the hospital or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason you need to be giving your phone that sort of attention for like a five minute wait. Right. Yeah. Or even although longer. I, uh, although yeah. I understand in our business, it's different. I'm not mad at those people who pick up their phone every time it rings and we should, and we're on call and all those things, but just be aware of the stuff that you're doing. Like if your mother calls mm -hmm. right now, if my mom's listening, she's going to be upset. But like, you know, if, if your mother calls and you're in the middle of something, call her back. Yeah. Right. I do it to Don't... you too. If I'm in the middle of something, like I know. sometimes I just, oh, I know. Oh, I know. You get mad. I've done it to you too. I've done it to you too. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely put your phone away, especially when you're in certain parts of your schedule that requires like your ultimate focus. Um, I mean, for most stuff, just, just deal with it one, one thing at a time. Your phone is like more of the daily repetitive tasks. Like if you want to go into social media and answer some of the, the direct messages you've received put that into your daily repetitive tasks and, and do that at a specific time as opposed to in real time. Well, and, and this is, this ties into what I think is a really important point, which is your schedule is yours. And the only way it works is if you take ownership of it yourself mm -hmm. and don't let other people dictate where it's going to go. Right. Yeah. Like you, yeah, if you, if you build it, I was going to say, if you come. build it, they will come. I know you're saying that. <laughs> If you build it, but then you kind of do it as it works based on what's happening around you, you haven't really built an effective schedule. You build it with the intent to do it. And because it's yours and you did it with intention. So don't let other people and their priorities and their schedules infringe on your schedule. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's what these phone calls and emails and people knocking on your door or saying, hey, can we just do this for an hour? And most of us, I think, instinctually will say, 
that's fine. I'll get back to what I'm doing. This person needs help or, or this thing just came up or whatever. And that is what totally throws a wrench in your schedule because the moment, not just you don't finish something, but you skip something or something takes an hour longer than it should have. What does that do to the rest of your schedule? Like now everything's getting bumped and because it's your nature to delay yourself the one time, you're going to be doing it every day. You're going to be doing it every time somebody calls. And it's very nice and a common excuse you can give yourself that, hey, I was helping somebody. I was doing something nice. This was productive time, right? But if that's the case, if you know that you need time every day to be distracted or for contingency, then that should be one of your buckets or that should be one of the things in your schedule as well, that you know you've got a free half hour every day to maybe it's just to be distracted on your phone, but maybe it's, I know people are going to call. I know things are going to happen and get in the way. Let me put aside a half an hour where I return all those calls. Exactly. Yeah. And then just wrapping things up, I think the only other things I would say is you want to give yourself also some time to reflect on how you did each day, ideally at the end of the night, go through your schedule. How much stuff did I accomplish? Where did I fall off? What can I do better for next tomorrow? Um, so really being honest with yourself and, and figuring that out, I think can just help you get better every, every time. Um, and then also planning for the next day, the night before, um, can be really helpful. Cause when you wake up and let's say like you have your alarm set and you wake up and you don't know what your day is going to be versus, you know, what your day is going to be, you're li more likely to wake up and, and get started quicker. Um, if you know what, you know, you want to accomplish in the day. So I, I find that's helpful as well. Go in your day, knowing what you're going to do. Well, the schedule is supposed to give you certainty. The point yeah. of the schedule is you have one less thing you're confused about. You have direction with your day. Mm -hmm. It's tied deliberately to outcomes you're trying to achieve. Like, yeah, yeah. this is, well, that's the key. Yeah. Right. Like this is mm -hmm. what brings together all the planning and all the strategy. It's like I said before, it's completely useless if you're not doing the stuff. So yeah. this is, yeah. this is like that framework mm -hmm. that's going to let it actually happen. Um, and if you've got certainty around it, like that's what you need. We're all confused. Like no one knows what the hell we're doing all day long. The schedule is no. there to be the tool that lets you do it. Yeah. And yeah, doing it the day before doing it the week before, like we've talked about this before our podcast, like we plan out a month's worth of topics ahead of time. We establish who do we need to call to have as guests on the podcast. We know that we've got our team meetings every week. What are the topics going to be for those? When do we need to prepare that stuff? Um, and then when you've isolated some of these recurring things, then you know the pockets you have for all the miscellaneous things or all the one-off stuff you need to put in there that you mm -hmm. can slowly bucket in as well. And ideally, again, you want to have cushion in your schedule. I think the point of the exercise is not to make sure nine, 10 hours every day are planned because you're going to screw yourself that way. Yeah. But also to the first point you made, know what your capacity to work is, know how you're comfortable doing things and bucket in what makes sense so that you know, you're actually going to do it and that you're not just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, queen. That's me. I'm the queen. So hopefully that was helpful for everyone. I know that was a lot of stuff. Maybe you should go back and re-listen with a pen and paper and write some of these things down. But go, go you, listen with a friend. Yeah. But let us know if you do have any questions. I know that this process can be a challenge. And the final thing I'll say is just the creation of a habit. You need to recognize, or we all need to recognize that a habit takes a lot of repetition, a lot of commitment, a lot of tying it back to the why of what you're doing. Um, and if you don't have that, if you're not repeating it daily, if you're not committed to it, you're never going to be able to create a, a schedule that is long lasting. It's you're going to fall off next week. If, if you can't stay committed to it and be re repetitive with it daily. And, and that ties to a question we were asked yesterday about motivation to do mm -hmm. this. Yeah. What is my motivation to actually go through with the schedule and beyond anything else, the schedule is built on the back of your why and on your the vision. back of yeah. what it is that's important to you. So understanding that it's there to achieve something tangible that you want to achieve, that is the motivation. And when you break it down and you do things in smaller pieces so that you're actually accomplishing the steps in real time with certainty of what you're doing, that will motivate you to keep going because you're actually going to achieve the stuff you've set out to do and you know what it's leading to, right? So, uh, you know, our industry life is not certain in general. So do what you can to create as much of a structure that allows you to be certain about certain things and just make sure you're moving the needle in the right direction. And that will motivate you to keep doing it. But you've got to start like with everything else. Got to start and you got to be consistent. Yeah. So our challenge for you is after this podcast, give yourself 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and just start the process. Get a pen and paper and brain dump. Brain dump everything that you do on a daily basis that you want to get done, goals that you have, and then start putting those into categories. But Honestly, it doesn't take very long. Like in the grand scheme of things, give yourself the 30 minutes to do it. And you're going to feel like you've got a more clear mind to figure out how to take those next steps to move forward. It's, it's the simplest of tasks is schedule the scheduling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try to put aside, we're just talking half an hour to an hour is your first scheduling task. Put that in there and figure out how to do this. And you'll see where it goes. And make sure you put listening to our podcast on your schedule once a week, Monday. maybe multiple times a week. If you have some catching up to do, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And we will make sure that we stick to our schedule and keep putting out the episodes. Okay. How about that? Is it a deal? It's a deal. Deal. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Level up, level up, level up. Level up.